Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 111 of Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, and I am thrilled that you're listening. Before we dive into the episode, I did want to give a shout out to the club of the episode for this week, and they are the Rhineland Lions, the women's club who recently won the AFL Germany Women's Grand Final, and I believe that was last week, as a matter of fact. They defeated the Hamburg Dockers by a score of 59 to 35. That tournament in Germany was hosted by the Berlin Crocs, and this was a great way for these clubs to get together and culminate their first opportunity to play some meaningful footy in the last couple of years due to COVID. So congratulations to the Lions on winning their premiership there in Germany, and good on you. Congratulations. Now, ladies and gents, what I wanted to do with this episode is, uh, well, I guess as I'm diving in, what I need to refer to it as is kind of a help-wanted ad. You know, if you go into the newspaper and you, you look at the back of the paper and you've got the, well, at least here in the States, the help-wanted, the job postings are listed in the back of the paper. Um, but I'm reaching out because, in a way, I need your help, okay? Now, I say that because this is a request that I'm putting out to those of you who are listeners. Uh, of course, the AFL draft is coming up here in just a couple of weeks. And I will be the first to admit that my knowledge of the young players who are likely to be drafted this year, you know, other than hearing the Dacos name, that uh, the young man who's likely to be going to Collingwood, uh, my knowledge is very limited, okay? And here's where you come in. My hope is that you can help me change that. So between now and the draft, what I was looking to do is to sit down with as many people as I possibly could for little short five or ten minute discussions about some of the different players that are likely to be drafted this year, whether they be top ten picks or top twenty picks. I'd go with top twenty picks especially because of the fact that uh, I believe the Cats' first pick is number 20. Actually, I think it's number 22, isn't it? So top 22 picks. And, uh, you know, these are people who maybe you played alongside when you were younger or you've watched them play growing up in some of the, uh, the comps within your state or in junior tournaments around the country. I'd love to hear from you and get a little bit of insight from somebody who's a fan of the game to hear what we can expect from them. And maybe where you hope they go in the draft. Okay, so if you're interested in doing that sort of thing, I'd love for you to reach out. And I'm going to tell you where here in a minute because there's a couple of different uh, issues that I'm wanting to dig into today. So hoping to get some people to come on board and talk about uh, some of the draft prospects for the NAB AFL draft that's coming up. Uh, I believe the 24th and the 25th of this month. And I'm also hoping to talk to some people... And this is purely for my interest as well as uh, other American footy fans that may not have a great deal of insight into the, the state leagues and the lower leagues throughout each of the different states in Australia. I want to learn more about the Sandful and the Waffle. And of course, I can, I can go to their websites and I can read up on those types of things. Or the VFL, I can read up on that as well. But... A lot of these other leagues, you know, at lower levels, and this is one of the reasons why I give a, a shout-out to a new club each week, because it it kind of compels me to dig a little bit into that club, to learn about their history, to learn about the 
the players who maybe have gone beyond playing at that level and have maybe gone on to play at the highest level at the, a- at the AFL, maybe gone on to a state league and that sort of thing. And to just, you know, kind of familiarize myself with some names of some of these, the greats of these clubs, people who that they, they revere, even though they may not be, you know, an AFL club. So if you're somebody who's got some insight into those local leagues, maybe you've been involved in playing with one or you've coached one or you're a member of one of those leagues. I'd also love to talk to you during these months between the draft and when we get to the uh, the start of the 2022 seasons, because I just think it's it's a great way one to pass the time. Now I know I know a lot of people are are certainly fascinated with what's going on with cricket, and don't get me wrong, it looks like a fascinating sport. It's just not something that I've not that I've become caught up in. But you know, looking at the footy aspect of things, I'm ho- like I said, I'm hoping to learn more about these leagues going into 2022. So I am a little bit more cogent when it comes to speaking about them and referencing them. So, you know, if you're a fan of the Sandful or the Waffle, or maybe you're, you're a supporter of a club in the Big Rivers Football League in the Northern Territories or the, the Broken Hill Football League in New South Wales, you know, I'd love to talk to you, okay? And like I said, I think this will benefit myself greatly. Maybe people in different states around Australia that aren't familiar with some of the, some of the clubs within the country as well as uh, other American listeners here, people who support the game at the highest level in Australia, but also, say, the USAFL, too. And I, d- I did reach out to, to one gentleman on LinkedIn, and we traded messages, and he's an American who's working in Melbourne, but he's played on a number of different local clubs in Australia over the last several years. I'm, I'm hoping to get him on the show here very soon to talk about some of those types of things. Now, one of the other things that I would like to do as the draft wraps up and we start gearing up towards the new AFL season, and this is going to also apply to the AFLW as well, which I'll talk about in a moment, I'm hoping to sit down and uh, have discussions with supporters from all 18 clubs this year. And I certainly can have discussions with multiple supporters of different clubs. This is not a, oh, you're the first in line, you get to be the only person to talk about that club. That's not it at all. So, you know, I've met some interesting people online in this situation. Uh, Jake Bozanowski, who's a very knowledgeable and passionate Magpie supporter. Or Linton Martin, who I believe is probably the biggest Gold Coast Sun supporter in Victoria. One of the, the great things about talking to him last year was that after we were finishing up the conversation, he reached over to his closet and pulled out at least 20 different Gold Coast Suns Guernseys that he owned. And this, this guy is a mad Gold Coast supporter. And it was, it was a, if you haven't listened to that conversation, it was great because his family members, have, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, were passionate supporters of other clubs. And I think one of them, I think one of his parents was a mad Magpie supporter. But he decided to go in a different direction. Okay, he's a, he's a younger guy. I think he was around 20 when I spoke to him. But again, last year I spoke to, to fans from 12 clubs. I'd like to speak to all 18 this year. I did, I did not get a chance to speak to uh, fans from GWS, Hawthorne, uh, North Melbourne, Port Adelaide, Richmond, and Adelaide last year. So I'm hoping to get all six of those as well. You know what? Maybe I'm not correct on that. Uh no, I did. Sp- I did speak with Port Adelaide, uh, uh, the gentleman from the Carn the Pair Carn the Pair podcast. 
I, and his name is escaping me right now. I just, I have a list here and I did not mark his name down there because I could not remember his name when I was, when I was filling this out. So I apologize, but, uh, I did speak to a, uh, a Port Adelaide supporter. Now that having been said, I also would like to have the chance to, if you're interested and you are a supporter of these clubs, talk to supporters of all 14 of the AFLW clubs. Now, I know that this is not as universal as maybe the AFL, because not the AFLW does not, of course, have the support that the AFL has, and, and I hope that changes. Because every year since the inception, the quality of play in the AFLW has continued to improve. Scoring has improved. The defense has begun has begun to improve. It's just become a better game overall as more and more people get accustomed to playing the game at the highest level. And of course, we're going to be adding four new clubs next year. So that's going to make for an even more exciting competition when Sydney and Essendon and uh, Hawthorne uh, come in, as well as I believe the other one was... Uh, Oh, who was the fourth club there that has not come in yet? It's Port Adelaide has to come in yet as well. So I'm really excited about uh, the upcoming AFLW season. So if you're a if you're a supporter of the AFLW, maybe you're a a Brisbane supporter, and your club's defending their premiership, or you're an Adelaide supporter, or a Frio supporter who got really close to the premiership last year, those two clubs did, or maybe you're a Cats supporter like myself who saw the club scuffle quite a bit last year, but knows that there are some potentially good players down there to help turn it around and get the needle pointing in the right direction for the club. So if you're an AFLW supporter, I would love to get you on the show to talk about your club's prospects and where you see your club going in 2022. I, I, this is not one of those, oh, I want to provide equal time type thing. I guess in a way it is, but I'm genuinely interested in how you feel about your club and how you see your club performing going into the upcoming season. There's, you know, there's a lot of talent out there. There's more talent coming in. And of course, you know, you're going to see another hundred plus players being added to the AFL lists next year with four new clubs coming in. So the growth of the game at the younger levels, as these, these young women grow into adults, uh, in Australia are going to lead to more opportunities. And of course, you know, you're probably going to see, you know, instances where maybe more young ladies who've played Gaelic football in Ireland make the jump to Australia. Uh, we may also see the possibility of maybe another American or two making the jump over there. And I'm not exactly sure who that would be at the present because I've not spoken to anybody about uh, the AFLW comps, or excuse me, the, the U.S. AFL women's comps uh, I've got a couple things lined up about the, the tournament, the nationals that took place, but I've just not pulled the trigger on those to actually get those, uh, those interviews to fruition. So if you are like, I was, let's, so let's recap here. If you are somebody who is a, uh, knowledgeable about one or more of the draft picks coming in, you'd like to talk about that. Like I said, maybe they're your buddy. Maybe there's somebody that you grew up with, or you played alongside, or you played against, and you've got some insight. That'd be fantastic to hear those stories, okay? You know, if you're a supporter of clubs that are in the different leagues throughout the country of Australia, I would love the opportunity to talk to you as well because I think you have some great stories to tell and one, it's going to help me learn more about 
the game to see where the seeds that begin to grow into players in the AFL, in the VFL, in the Sandville, in the Waffle, how those those begin to grow. Because you know, one of the things that I do, I spend a lot of time looking at things on Instagram where I see clubs bringing back or bringing in players. And what's been interesting is seeing some players who have been delisted at the AFL who have now been able to move into one of the lower leagues and sign with one of the clubs in the Waffle or the Sandville or something of that nature to allow themselves to, one, continue to play the game and hopefully refine their skills to get another opportunity to move back to the highest level. So I would love to talk to you about those kinds of things, if at all possible, if you have some insight on that. If you want to reach out to me and and get involved in this, you can do it in, in a couple different ways. One, certainly if you want to register as a guest, you're going to want to go to my website, yankonthefooty.com. And at the, at the top of the page, there's a button up there that says register as a guest. And you click on that. There's a, you know, some information there where you can fill in your email address if you want to put a photo there that when we promote the episode, we can go ahead and uh, add that photo in there. So when it goes out onto social media, that sort of thing, tell me a little bit about yourself, a little bit of a bio, what issues you'd like to talk about or what people you'd like to talk about or what club or league, that sort of thing. So it kind of gives me an idea uh, when I reach out to you and set up some times that I know what direction we're going in. Okay, so you can do that by going to my website again, yankonthefooty.com, and the uh, register as a guest button up at the top. Okay, if you're if you've got any questions about this, you can reach out to me at my website or excuse me at my email address, uh, yankonthefooty@gmail.com. You can leave me a, a DM on Twitter at, at yank underscore on or over on Instagram. Uh, yank on the footy now i have a youtube or a facebook page as well a yank on the footy i've not been as diligent at going back and looking at the messages on there as i should be so i if you do send a message i will find it it may take me a day longer because i don't always get to that one I, I usually forget about that one unfortunately which i shouldn't be or you can even reach out on linkedin by the way if you're on linkedin you know send me a note on linkedin i'm i'm on there i'm following a number of people on there who you know as I've said about LinkedIn, it's been a great resource as far as tracking down um, interviews. The line that I have used is when I reached out to people last year, and I, and I had a discussion with somebody about this recently, it was like getting a drink of water out of a fire hose. You know, I thought I would hear from a couple people who would say they'd be interested, and I had several dozen people who reached out and said, oh, yeah, we would definitely be interested in coming on the show. I just have not... Uh, not been able to pull a trigger on all of this, and and I've I've uh, um, I've I've gone ahead and uh, talked to some people where you know how do I go back and reach out to these people again who I talked to several months ago, but did not seal the deal so to speak. I didn't wrap up a time or talk to them, and I just I don't want them to think that I had lost interest in them at all. It's just been a it's been a pleasant uh, growth of the podcast in terms of some of the people who I've talked to. I mean, you know, looking at the fact that I've been able to talk to a couple of retired players, including, you know, a premiership player like, you know, uh, Frank Davis and talking to the, the, the D's president, Kate Roffey. I mean, these, to be completely frank with you, these are people that I never thought I would have an opportunity to speak with. Okay. I, and I'm, I'm so thrilled for those opportunities. And, and don't get me wrong. I would love the opportunity to talk to more people who have been been involved in the game at the AFL level, whether in the front office or they're involved in uh, 
playing the game itself. Yeah, I, don't get me wrong. I would love the opportunity to talk to some of those folks, but I also love talking to just regular everyday people because it, it's, to me, it's, it's very rewarding because far too often in far too many circumstances, we don't get a whole lot of opportunity to express ourselves. Sure, we can make comments on Twitter or on a, a Facebook thread, or we can you know, push the little heart button on an image on Instagram or whatever you do on Snapchat or TikTok. I don't know about either one of those because I don't use those. But the fact to actually be able to express your views and your opinions on things, I, I think is something that that more of us should should try to take advantage of. So that's, again, like I said, this is kind of a help-wanted episode where I'm, I'm putting out feelers to you. Hopefully you will, you'll show some interest and you'll want to get involved in, uh, in coming on the show and expressing your views. I mean, it'd be absolutely fantastic if you would want to do that. Okay, so don't forget that, as I mentioned, you know, I do have my new website that's been around since March now. And, I, and if you're a podcaster and you have you know, a, a, an inkling of having a, a website for your podcast, I, I cannot... I cannot promote the pod page people nearly enough. They are fantastic. Okay. They are absolutely fantastic. It's a great service. It's designed especially for podcasters. It's a, it's a great hosting site. So if you, if you head over to my website, I would love to tell you that I designed all of that and I did all the HTML work and that sort of thing to get everything where it's supposed to be. I didn't. This is a company that has designed a website program specifically for podcasters. So you put your, what's called your RSS feed, which has all of the links to your episodes of your podcast on there. It, it goes ahead and populates all of them on there and it does, it's does everything for you. I try to make it look as good as it possibly can, but they absolutely have put together one hell of a product. And I, I am proud to say that I'm a user of their, of their service. So, also, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you'll consider uh, checking out Apple or Podchaser and leaving me a, a five-star review. You can actually leave a review right on my website as well. And that gives me the opportunity to then share those out onto social media, hopefully attracting additional listeners or new listeners to the show. And if you share the show with your friends and family, that's a huge help as well. Okay. If you want to help out the show, consider checking out the little Buy Me a Coffee button in the bottom left-hand corner of my website page. If you're looking at any podcast gear, you can go to my Redbubble page. I am in the process. I've got on my, I've, my Redbubble account, I believe I have 38 stickers in my cart right now because one of my goals is I have a huge drafting table desk in my classroom at school, and I'm trying to cover the whole front and the side of the desk with uh, stickers from different footy clubs. I'd actually love to cover the top of it as well and then put just a glass or piece of plexiglass on top of that to protect all of those as kind of a, a top surface on it. This drafting table is probably 75 or 80 years old. It is, it's, it's been around for quite some time and it's an absolutely beautiful piece of furniture, but I want to go ahead and, promote the game and this is a way that I can do that so again I hope you'll consider leaving me a, uh, a five-star review on Apple or on Podchaser it helps trigger the algorithms on Apple gets uh, when people go out and search for podcast about footy helps mine show up a little bit more prevalently that would be great 
Uh, you can also sign up for the mailing list for the podcast over on my website as well. So when new episodes come out, I'll drop you a line for that right there. Folks, I want to thank you for listening tonight. I'm not going to take up any of your any more of your time in this episode. I just said, like I said, I wanted this to be one where I'm reaching out to you and asking for your help um, as far as you know your expertise about your favorite clubs, your favorite players in the draft, that type of thing. We love this game. We're very close to this game coming back around again here pretty soon. You know, the women's comp is going to be starting in less than two months. Cannot wait for that to get going. I think it's going to be unfortunate from what it looks like that the grand final might be happening while the men's comp is going on. I was really liking the idea of them beginning to play in December when when they were scheduled to initially, which was going to allow them to have their grand final as a standalone event. You know, I, I worry about the, the AFLW grand final being overshadowed by the start of the AFL comp. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll be watching AFL games. I'll be watching the AFLW grand final as well. But it's just, it's, I just think it's going to be something that, that they might find themselves getting overshadowed. Okay, so ladies and gents, thank you so very much for listening. I truly, truly appreciate it. I, I cannot thank you enough. I just recently went over 20,000 downloads uh, throughout the first 22 months of the podcast. My goal was to have that happen by the second anniversary, which is coming up at the end of December. It happened a couple of months early, so I'm hoping to make a dent in the next 10,000 here. And you can help me out with that by sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And ladies and gentlemen, as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 111 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or yankonthefooty at gmail.com, as well as on Instagram and Facebook at A Yank on the Footy. And my website, as I've mentioned a couple times tonight, ayankonthefooty.com. I hope you'll check it out. I hope you'll consider coming on the show as a guest. And ladies and gentlemen, until next time, goodbye. <laughs>